Uh, hello! Let's try and do this episode the exact same way we recorded it last time. I'm not complimenting you, Jake. Oh, no. That's fine. What is on your phone? Is it Tommy Lee's dick? No, it's no, somebody from, from Spongebob. Oh. It was a Spongebob memes. meme. <laughs> well. He's just scrolling through memes over there. We, uh, we just recorded this whole ass episode and Cassie finished. She read the last word in the story and then the power went out uh, and the computer shut off. So it didn't save anything that we did. There was, there was uh, like a big storm rolling through as we were recording it. And but we nothing was happening outside. It was like Yeah, the big, the big stuff had already happened. Yeah. And then the power surged and we we're recording it on a, on a desktop and it just fucking cut out. So uh, here we are again. If you missed it, couple... Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be old news. But Tommy Lee posted a picture of his dick on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And on Twitter, and I'm Nobody sure Instagram. Wants to see that. Some people seemed pretty stoked. Uh, it wasn't covered in spaghetti, though. It looked very clean. Great. Um, Good for him. So we did talk about that. <laughs> I want to make sure we hit all the stuff that we were supposed to hit. Uh, thanks to Megan Lilac for commenting on Patreon. She's a new Patreon subscriber, and we wanted people to comment and interact there, and she is. And she wants to be friends with Kate, who lives in Wisconsin. Um, because I guess you guys live close to each other. So, Kate, make sure you hit up Megan. Um, what else did we talk about? Um, I'm sorry to Ryan for calling him a little bitch today for offering me a muffin. He said he couldn't eat wheat. And I said, why? Because you're a little bitch. And he said, because I'm allergic to it. And I was like, oh, and then I realized. sensitive of you. Yeah, he was He was also wearing our podcast t-shirt. And I was like, I'm sorry for being an asshole. You're literally supporting my show right now. So, um. But yes, I will have the muffin. Cassie had her baby shower. Yep. Baby's coming soon. Yep. <sighs> Sometimes you get nosebleeds when you're pregnant. Yep. She didn't get one. Well. But Dave Parker's wife got a random nosebleed a couple weeks ago. So we did talk about that. Dave Parker's the meteorologist that Cassie's scared of, who we've mentioned <laughs> in previous episodes. Um, yes. Q&A. If you guys have any questions for us, we will probably at some point do a Q&A episode. We've... We've had a few, so go to our Facebook group and ask questions. Death by Pod, Death by Music podcast fans. That sounds right. Um, that's that's Julie screaming in the background. I think that's it. Okay, thanks to Amy Copeland Farmer for sending us this uh, idea for this episode. It's George Harrison who had an intruder break into his immersive house, and then um. Yeah, so we, for some reason, didn't even think about covering this, but it's a crazy story. We just read it, so forgive us if we are lacking enthusiasm, because we <laughs> were recording for like 30 minutes, and then the whole thing disappeared. So, I think that really catches everybody up. Cassie's going to blow her nose, yeah. because something about being pregnant makes you have a runny nose. I think your body's producing a lot of mucus. Gross. <laughs> There's a parasite inside of me. Yeah. Oh, one thing we didn't do last time was talk about where this fucking article came from. So, let, oh. let, hey, go us. Thank you, Satan, for making the power <laughs> turn off so that we could give accurate credit to the person who wrote this. It this wasn't us. <laughs> All right. Grunge.com. It was written by Wendy Mead. And I got to say, if you ever go to a Renaissance Fair, be cautious of the Mead because it could make you projectile vomit On five the times. Side of your car. 
inside of your boyfriend's dad's convertible with leather seats. Just a warning. Hmm. Beware of the mead. At least they were leather. They're easy to clean off. Yeah, that's true. If that shit was fabric, it would have been a fucking Dude, bad. It was already a bad day. Just <laughs> steam clean that bad boy. And please, if you're on the interstate, don't ever stick your head out of a window when you have to vomit. <laughs> Because it's not going to work the way you thought it would. It's going to get all in your hair. And then I, you're going to have to sit and barf the whole way home. Speaking of putting things outside of your window, um, I was driving home the other day. And I was on the phone, Bluetooth, with my mother, mm-hmm. talking to her. And I look over because this guy's like dumping something out of his passenger side window. And I was like, why this man got a beaker? And then I realized it was a bong. And he was dumping his bong water. And it was oh, hitting wow. the side of his car. And I was like... Huh. <laughs> I was like, this man's doing science well, experiments in the past. To be fair, seat. he was probably a little bit high. Probably. So. <laughs> it was very funny. All right, let's embark on this. This is not happening in a long time where we've lost an episode like I know. that. Do you want Jake to introduce us or no? Well, he already did once. I yeah, don't want to. I think we're good. <laughs> no, I can do it. If you're here, you is know. Is asking too much? No. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake, and I'm here with Cassie and Alex, and we are your hosts. And hmm. we were talking about George Harrison today. Cassie's a host in multiple ways. She's the host of a parasite. this show and the host of A Parasite. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, wouldn't it be funny if you had a little baby Kobe? No, no. <laughs> and um, and then instead of like teaching him to call you mom, he had to call you host. You're I, like you were like you are the parasite. And that's I like am the, the host. start of a horror movie. Yeah, if you really no. want to fuck him up. And then no, I e- don't. That's the that's, that's the thing. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, I got your note in the mail today. Your yeah. Thank you note. Yeah. So I just want to say you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> no I'm welcome. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I'm you're here. welcome. That's funny that it came the same day I was supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I you could just bring just it to her. It. Yeah, but you, the stamps were pretty. <laughs> wasted. Did you throw the stamp away? It was pretty. It had flowers. I didn't even look at the stamp. <gasps> And also, we mentioned that by the time this episode comes out, Freddie Mercury part D and one actually should be released. All right. Did, did you? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah you did. did. This time I actually My did. My turn. It. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> this is why people rate us less than five stars. Is it? Probably. Have they been doing that? Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, please, please, <laughs> please, please, please. We know that you guys think that our mini episodes are probably bullshit because they are. No, they're fun. I don't know. I think that they're okay. So if you could rate us, like if you're listening using Spotify right now, please like, you know, like five stars. Is that too much to ask? That would be nice of you. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can like type some shit too when you review us. And it would be cool if you typed nice shit. If you don't, I'll have a complex, but I probably also won't see it. Yeah, ah! I look at it though, and I don't want to be upset. Yeah, I get enough of those through my work. I get and if, an email. if you don't like our show, you can definitely just like don't listen. Turn it off. Yeah, and and don't like that's mean. all that you have to do is just turn it off and take no further action. Just like don't listen to it anymore. And that's we, you know, thank you for your time. We're sorry. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> so formal. See, I did it again. <laughs> hey, at least we got one consecutive. When I um, remember when I said we're going to record this yeah. the exact same way we did the first time. Cassie fucked up the first word <laughs> last time, too. At least I'm consistent. Former Beatles guitarist George Harrison was at Friar Park, his estate in Henley on Thames, England, 
with his wife Olivia on December 30th, 1999, when an intruder broke into the house after 3 a.m., according to The Guardian. Olivia Harrison first heard the sound of breaking glass and woke up her husband. They soon discovered that someone was in their home, and the couple found themselves in a struggle with an armed man. He had a knife. <laughs> with a one-armed man who had a knife. <laughs> he was he not one He had two arms, but one of those arms was holding a knife. <laughs> Just the arm. He had it here between his... Wedged <laughs> <laughs> his elbow. Yeah, he was, he, he's like, this is more secure. You I don't like know. Like a chicken wing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's not how you throw knives at people. Anyway. Get with the program. <laughs> uh, so the attack was exactly the type of scenario that Harrison had worked to avoid. He had become increasingly concerned about his personal safety after the brutal murder of a fellow Beatle, John Lennon, by a crazed fan in 1980. Quote, after what happened to John, I'm absolutely terrified, Harrison commented. Over the years, he had to deal with death threats, stalkers, and even a fan found outside his home who had intentions of burning the place down. At Friar Park, located 25 miles west of London, he took numerous precautions to protect himself and his family. Harrison had so much security that some neighbors reportedly nicknamed the place Fort Knox. We already went over this. Yes, we did talk about Fort Knox, so it's a good thing the last episode got deleted because it was a lot of us being complete morons. Uh, Fort Knox has nothing to do with Knoxville, Tennessee. It turns out it's on the northern border of Kentucky. Touching Indiana. Yeah, not Tennessee. Tennessee is south of Kentucky. We did the research. We did the hard work for you. And yeah. now we have masters now in geography. Know. Fort Knox is a, an army base. It's named after a dude whose name was Knox. And he may or may not have signed the Constitution, but he was allegedly a founding father. So I think that means he signed the Constitution. But we stopped caring <laughs> once we got to that point. it doesn't matter. How's the gold? And Fort Knox is right next to the Bouillon Dispensary. But the Bouillon I'm, Cube. I'm assuming is the place where they make the chicken seasoning cubes. The Bouillon Cubes. <laughs> oh, sorry, and if you have paid attention to those cubes, they are wrapped in gold foil. So I think that it's a conspiracy. Ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least we're having fun. (laughs) Anyway, so obviously this was not as tight as Fort Knox because these measures were not enough to stop this one-armed intruder. And then we we took like five minutes to talk about his house, which looks like a goddamn castle. It's fucking huge. Oh, wait. So like that, that's a garden back too. Yeah, there's a garden in there's the back. Like there's like three separate a, if gardens. You, if you can look it up on uh, maps and uh, crap, I just closed that window. Maps and crap, sponsored by Google. <laughs> um, yeah, he's 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 got a lot of space out there. A lot of uh, trees, grass. Well, a lot yeah. of Mazes. a lot of large gardens. Uh, like his property is so large. Like the other buildings out there are like guest houses and and places for the people to run the property live there. Like, that's how big this place is. Which is pretty Bruh. cool. And what I don't get is, uh, so this dude broke into his house. What window? <laughs> There's like 700 yeah, of he's them. He's got like f- mm. almost like three floors here, visible that I can see. And the, if you look at the top-down view of it on maps, like that pro- that building goes back. Like it's it's a long building. Yeah. Why the fuck would you just not go hide in one of the rooms? Is that a basketball court on the side or is that like a helicopter pad? I don't think George Harrison played basketball. Did you think he had a helicopter? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Mm. I mean, if he had this whole ass house. <laughs> ass house. 
yeah formally on the thing i mean that so the house is fucking big and it's it's shocking that this dude was even able to find george harrison um yeah because it's the house is so big yeah were they just giving out celebrities addresses back then Uh, i'm sure there's ways to find out word gets around yeah, you know whoever lived in that neighborhood, and it says later on that he had been in the neighborhood asking oh, true. questions. Yeah, great. We we tried to figure out without actually looking it up how big is an acre. Jake said it's three football fields. <laughs> so because I understand that yeah. measurement, and and we all went to public school. So is so, this like uh, what, that? Like, that will explain that. Like six acres, then? No. I don't know, brother. All, all right. right. So the intruder turned out to be Michael Abram from Liverpool, and he was obsessed with the Beatles. Abram broke into Harrison's home with deadly intentions, believing that God had ordered him to kill Harrison. And this is the part where we said God wouldn't do that if he were real, because he's kind of a... Well, we don't need to go into a theology lesson. I was going to say he's kind of against that shit, but that's not really true, because he put a whole fucking flood in, you know, across the world to wipe out humanity. So I don't know. Maybe he would. Whatever, Wasn't fuck it. Was it a test? It was just a test. Yeah. So George Harrison was the first one to encounter Abram once he entered the house, and he shouted, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, at Abram to confuse and distract him. It sounds like it might have worked. Okay. Well, but it didn't, because Harrison fought with him in an effort to protect his family. Abram plunged his knife into Harrison several times, and he attacked Olivia Harrison when she tried to stop him from hurting her husband. She was eventually able to keep Abram away until the police arrived. Abram was arrested and both of the Harrisons were taken to the Royal Berkshire Hospital. Oh, you did say, what do you grab when you hear an intruder come into your home? Glock. You said, that's when you grab your Glock. And then Jake said, not in England. And then you said, cricket stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, yeah. when you grab your cricket stick. Yeah, it's like so. a pole, but has a thing on the end. Stick. Mallet? Mm-hmm. What do you use to play cricket? Is that cricket or is that croquet? Both. Uh, croquet has a mallet. Cricket has like a flat baseball bat. What's style the one thing. with the birdie? <laughs> That's, That's badminton. Bad <laughs> That's a racket. I know. <laughs> You're a racket. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, question for the group. What do you grab? What? We, there's an intruder in your home, and your weapon is the closest item to your left. What is it? Nightstand. That could probably. That's a pretty heavy pot. Yeah. I would grab that tray, that metal tray. You could fucking. I would grab that whole end table. (laughs) Frisbee that tray. That would probably cut someone's head off. Yeah, this is pretty pretty thick. Um, And I got foam siding. So I'll grab the foam siding, I'll light it on fire, and I will throw it on them. (laughs) Okay, so you guys tell us what you would grab. This Freddie Mercury candle. Yeah, I have my Freddie Mercury prayer candle I thought would be a nice decoration for the podcast room. Oh, right. Um, okay, back to the story. All right. While his wife only suffered cuts and bruises, Harrison was, or Harrison had more substantial injuries. He had been stabbed several times with one of those stab wounds, causing his lung to collapse. The former Beatle was incredibly lucky that his injuries didn't prove to be life-threatening. Quote, no stab wound, just as minor, explained Dr. William Fountain, who treated Harrison. He said it's just by chance that it's not particularly serious. This doesn't yeah. even look like Harrison at that point. This looks like a guy that would come up to you on the street, be like, I just wrote a song on my harmonica. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, he probably would do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really accurate. That's probably exactly what George Harrison would do. 
Um, after Abrams' arrest, it became apparent that he had been planning his attack on George Harrison for some time. He had come to the area several times from his home in Liverpool before breaking in and had been asking residents about Harrison. This is really on par with the John Lennon story, too. That's exactly the shit that... Yeah, he was talking to the security guard. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it was also discovered that Abrams was a former drug addict and had been experiencing mental health problems such as hearing voices. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder, people who, like, hear voices, do they recognize that... Uh, it's not their voice? Do they think it's someone else's? Yeah, like... Tone? Uh, because I know a person who I suspect is a paranoid schizophrenic, and he literally hears voices. And, like, he would say, oh, I heard what your neighbors were saying. And I'm like, what? I can't hear shit through these walls. Like, and I have impeccable hearing because I wear my eargasms. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, he, he would think that there were people talking on like the other side of a wall or something and be like, did you hear that? I'm like, no, are you okay? Like, what the fuck? Um, so like I for know. him, it was legitimately hearing voices that aren't there. Yeah. Or is it, you know how it's always depicted in movies where you like hear something in your head, but it's like an internal voice or, or do they different. hear it as like an external voice? Because if it, you're hearing God talk to you, I would think it's more of an internal, like, like conscience type thing, like in the back like of your head feeling. Yeah. Like, you know, that it's not that other people can't hear it. Or do you think that these are like actual well, voices that other yourself, people are hearing too? He probably thought since other people could hear it, that it's just an external thing, but it's only him. So it's internal, but he doesn't know. So the following November, Abram went on trial for the attack. The case centered around whether his poor mental state at the time of the crime meant he was not guilty by reason of insanity. Both George and Olivia Harrison testified about their horrific experience. In a statement read aloud in court, George said that there were several times during the violent struggle that I truly believed I was dying. Olivia appeared in court to give her testimony, saying there was blood on the walls and on the carpet this was the moment I realized that we were going to be murdered. Three psychiatrists assessed Abram and found that he may have had paranoid schizophrenia as well as a psychotic condition. He did it, but he's not guilty because... Insanity. Insanity. So they sent him to a secure hospital for an unspecified period of time beginning in November 2000. While Abram was confined to a mental health facility, Harrison soon faced another health crisis. He was previously diagnosed with throat cancer and then he learned that he had developed lung cancer. Harrison died on November 29th, 2001, nearly two out two hours, <laughs> two years after the infamous assault on him and his wife. While the world mourned the loss of a great musical talent, the Harrison family suffered another hardship. Harrison's attacker, Abram, ended up only spending 19 months in a facility, according to BBC News. He was given a conditional release in July 2002, and he claimed that with the help of the medication I'm on, I'm sure I can lead a normal life. George Harrison's son, Danny, and his wife, Olivia, spoke out against Abram's release, saying, quote, we can never forget how brutally close Abram came to killing dear George myself, nor the trauma inflicted on our son and family. I would imagine, I, I don't know what the rules are, whatever laws they have over there in England for this, but I would hope that there is some sort of uh, system in place where, yeah, we can release you, but it's kind of like on a parole basis mm -hmm. you have to show up to your doctor's appointments you have to yeah. continue to take your medication you have to you know show signs evidence of being okay to be out in the general public right for probably like i would assume the release. rest of your life because you know mm -hmm. you can relapse into those yeah i would schizophrenia think schizophrenia and stuff I, w I would think that 
they there would. had to be some there has to be something in place yeah I, I mean i would assume that they have something like that if you are somebody who's diagnosed with whatever condition and they're saying that the reason why you committed this crime is basically the fault of your condition then they better fucking keep up with the condition because you've already proven that you have violent tendencies uh-huh. when left untreated so i would hope that they would keep up with it i mean you can't even like prove you can't even say five years if you're good for five years because it's like if you're good for five years well you're taking your medication you just can't come off of your medication you have to be going to like therapy and yeah, discussing that's, that's this actively for, for the, the rest, rest of your of life, your life. Yeah. right so hopefully i mean and it's been 23 years so yeah we haven't heard from this guy yeah Maybe he's okay, or maybe something happened to him and he's not around anymore. Yeah, and he could have, at that point, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to be experiencing this, so I think probably he didn't know that he was schizophrenic, and he's just acting based on what he's experiencing, and it's irrational. So then when he actually gets diagnosed, like, shit hit the fan, that was really bad, and it could have been much worse. So he gets treatment he gets a diagnosis i think that he would want to just keep shit together you know and like he would want to still go to therapy and take his medication because it could be so much worse if he doesn't some people don't want to take medication and that's where it gets dangerous well according to this article here that i found on the day.com let's see who the author is no author Oh. Anyways, it's on the day.com. The title is Tossing Lines, Remembering When Another Beetle Was Attacked. Down at the very bottom, it says, Michael Abram, remorseful after the crime, still walks free in Liverpool. And this was dated 2021, December 7th, 2021. That's oh, pretty shit. recent. So yeah. I, I'm assuming he's doing okay. He hasn't tried to murder anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in Liverpool. Yeah, so I think per, so. Perhaps he's he's kept up with it. And, there, yeah. I found another article. It's from like after the attack. Um, once he was found innocent, and it says he had written a letter that he had hoped would get passed on to George and Olivia. Um, and his attorney read it and it said, "I wish I I wish to say how sorry I am for the alarm, distress, and injury that I've caused when I was ill." I've seen many doctors prior to the attack and was never told that I was suffering with schizophrenia or any mental illness. Hmm. I thought my delusions were real and everything that I was experiencing was some some kind of witchcraft. I know that Mr. and Miss Harrison fought for their lives and they must have been terrified by the lunatic in their house. So he was remorseful about it. Yeah. So I feel like that's enough with a conscience to be like, let me make sure I take my medicine, you know. Right. Because there is, I think there's a tendency of people experiencing um like paranoid schizophrenic delusions to you want to believe that your experience is real right and you're like no i'm not crazy like this shit's actually happening but then you know something like this happens it's kind of like a wake-up call you go to treatment you are diagnosed and you're like oh shit yeah oh maybe it's not fucking real well goddamn oops and (laughs) you know you have to like (laughs) whoopsie daisies yeah (laughs) like have this Sorry have this wiggle call very inconvenient and accept like the problem would be when people don't accept right that diagnosis and it sounds like he has accepted it and he's like oh shit yeah i do have this yeah. so i'm going to make sure that i take care of it because obviously what i did was fucking wrong right but if you don't accept the diagnosis and you just continue believing um 
that your experiences are real, then that's like super dangerous because you're like, I'm not taking this medication. I'm not crazy. And they just keep like wreaking havoc. So interesting story. Thanks, Amy, for suggesting it. Um, before we go, I do want to read some. We got some listener emails. Um, I met a dude named Ian at the Norva. I went to see churches a couple like last week. And Mike was there. Mike, Amos, what's up? Um, he does security now at the Norva. So I was talking to him. The air conditioning at the show like went out Ew. during the show. And it was no. so motherfucking hot. Are you sure they didn't do that on purpose? Because I saw a show there last year in like August, mm-hmm. the middle of August. And my, oh, not Mike, Adam was working sound. And when we got there, he was like, they didn't turn the air on until doors. That's their. That's what they do. So they don't turn the air conditioning on until Gross. the doors open, which to me, I'm like, that's not good because that's how you break your AC. When you have it not running at all, it's 95 degrees outside and then you turn it on full blast. But also, it's all black on the inside. It's like conducting heat. It's and, like an oven. Yeah. So they didn't turn the AC on until doors. And mm-hmm. then uh, it was so motherfucking hot in there. And we, I was like, I can't stand in here any longer. Like, I'm going to no. die. Yeah. So I went outside and I was talking to my homies who worked there. And one of them was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the AC's busted. Like the, the singer of the band even said something about it. She was like, it's fucking hot in here, bitch. And I was like, it is. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm going got the outside. lights on them, too. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so anyway, so I was talking to them. And then um, Mike... And this other dude, Chris, they were like talking to this other guy who was like, oh, I listen to podcasts or whatever. And then they oh, were no. like, she has a podcast. You should listen to her podcast. And Chris was like, yeah, she does. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you listened. He goes, oh, well, you know, I've never actually listened. I just knew that you had it. And I was like, well, <laughs> fuck you. Then. And then Mike was like, you haven't listened. Fuck you. Seriously. And so um, then Mike was like totally selling it to this dude. That's so funny. And Ian was like, do you have, he doesn't have social media, I guess. So I was like or email you can email us and then like i'll send you the shit so he he listened to some of it i'm assuming who doesn't have social media ian i salute you ian good job good job jake likes you um so he said had a blast you're you're on my friends list now on what Email. Uh, this pad of paper I have here a, next to me. He has a little sheet of <laughs> paper. I'm posting pictures writer. on my wall behind me. He's writing friends, and number one is Ian. Ian well, send, actually, me, send me a fax. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's he who shall not be named. Is, is number he's, one. He's gotta, Ian's got to be You're him. number one on his friends list, Yeah, we're, we're still best friends. Sometimes we still never talk. It's great. You get matching <laughs> necklaces. Oh, my God. That's a great idea, Cassie. So, Ian, <laughs> anyways, Ian said, had a blast meeting y'all at the Norva last night. Banging the podcast all the way down to Greensboro this afternoon. I'll work on finding a mysterious violinist death for your examination. Keep rocking because he plays violin. Hmm. And then he was like, oh. uh, you're not going to remember my name. And I was like, bitch, yes, I will. Because my sister's husband's name is Ian. And that's the only other Ian that I know. I have a cousin named Ian. Well, well that is Triple three Ian's. Uh, and then we got one from Rick in South Carolina. <laughs> Sorry. The subject of his email was people who died. And the message was, I just discovered your podcast on Spotify. Fuck yeah. Make sure you rate us. Five stars, please. Uh, My dogs and I love listening. My Oh, shit. We got dogs listening. Oh, what kind of dogs do you have? Email us back and tell us what kind of dogs they are. How dare you? How fucking dare you send us an email and talk about dogs and not pay the dog tax? Send us. (laughs) Send us the photos. Oh. 
that would be cool if you did that. Uh, anyways, but my your dog's, dog's a t-shirt. And I <laughs> love listening to your podcast on our morning walks. Please, so you're not listening with headphones? That's kind of weird. Please consider doing a podcast on Jim Carroll. He led an incredibly interesting life. In parentheses here, he put basketball diaries. And then I was like, what? Sports? Kobe. Uh, he also wrote the song People Who Die. Oh, that's why that's the subject. Oh. People Who Died. I would love to know the stories behind all those mentioned in the song. I appreciate all your hard work keeping music alive through the dead. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Rick, in South Carolina. I'm sorry that you're I've in South Carolina. Dude, yeah. I fucking hate <laughs> it there. I went to high school there. Yikes. Which oh. is why I don't know where Tennessee and uh, the other one, Kentucky, are. They're not that are. far away either. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't fucking learn she wrote The Basketball Diaries. That was turned into a movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio. I knew that without looking it up. Uh, oh, I thought it was the film about. Um, wasn't there a movie or Princess a Diaries? Docu- no, a docu series recently about Kobe Bryant. Probably. Uh, probably. I thought that's what it was. Thank you guys for emailing us. It's cool of you to do that because we like to read them. So if you are listening to this show and you haven't emailed us, you should <sighs> send us an email. Death by Podcast Team at Gmail dot com. We're also doing a little Q&A here soon, so if you have questions, it doesn't matter what the fuck they are. It could be about our show. They could be deeply personal questions. Maybe you're looking for advice. Maybe you are going to buy a car soon, and you don't know which one to get. Jake would be very helpful with that. Um, He's going to say nothing German, right? Yeah, uh, nothing out of Europe, honestly. Although, today I did work on a German car, and it was rather pleasant. Hmm. No, but if you have a question like that, you know, he can help. Cassie knows everything about books. <laughs> and um, yeah, ask us anything. We clearly are very knowledgeable about a, a variety of topics, especially geography. So uh-huh. like if you just, you know, whatever, you need some life advice, you're going through a breakup or whatever. I have strong fucking opinions. Speaking of which, we know. Um, so we, we have a an AM talk radio station at my radio group. And Tony McCreeny has been on the air for 40 fucking years. Okay. Awesome guy. He is doing Tony. a pan- Oh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Cassie. Mm-hmm. He's doing a panel tomorrow morning. He wants people under 30 to share their opinions on a bunch of different political topics. And he was like, Alex, please be on the show. We need another female voice. Like, yeah. We need a female opinion. And I was like, fuck no. First of all, because I don't consider myself knowledgeable enough about these topics that you've just listed to. It seems irresponsible to put myself on a platform like that when I don't fucking know. And just act like I know what I'm talking about. That's highly irresponsible as a broadcaster. True. The podcast is different, though, um, because I do know (laughs) 95% of what I'm talking about, unless it's Spoon Man. The other thing was, I was like, your listeners will fucking crucify me. I was like, I'm going to go on there and say the most outrageous shit. Yeah. Like, if we're going to talk, if, if, and this is AM talk radio, all the listeners are like 80 years old. (laughs) And he was going to talk about the old people. Yeah. He he was just going to go down (laughs) top. I get so mad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. Like, um, they're going to talk about, uh, the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And I was like, oh, you want my opinion on it? I was like, here's how that would go on air. I would be like, you know what? Why don't we just castrate all men? Yeah. That's my opinion. Just chop their there was dicks a, off. Was just it? chop them off. Problem fucking solved. And I was like, your listeners will f- hunt me down. They will there's a congressman introduce, kill There's a congressman introducing a bill to um, make like Viagra and stuff illegal. Because if it's God's will. Yeah. To not get your dick up. It's God's will for men to have limp dick. 
Yeah. And you know what? Just chop that shit off. You won't have any fucking problems anymore. And stop putting pictures of them on Instagram, Cash, Tommy Lee. Castrate Tommy Lee. Make an example out of that man. Does he have any children? Probably not. Yeah. Oh. He had several with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> My bad. Anyway. All right. Um, we should stop there. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, rest in peace. Bye. Later. Drop your dick off. <laughs> Stop coughing. <laughs>